Amy, star one. Oh, thank you, Katie. Good morning and happy Monday and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, July 17, 2023. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter Working with Others and we are on page 94. The first paragraph, we are going to be going through five sentences, beginning with outline the program of action through five sentences that ending in that he placed the welfare of other people ahead of his own, unpacking just those five sentences. Today's readers are, and thanks everyone, Team Monday, Susan S.H., Kathy S., Nancy P., the Steps, Carolyn S.H., Traditions, Danny P., our newcomer greeter, Leah F., and our host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Tom Tamra C. The reference numbers, a reference number for yesterday, Sunday Special Edition, July 16, 2023, is 20,445. That's 204. Four, five. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Carolyn S.H. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Carolyn. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Carolyn S. H. in Massachusetts, a recovering compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, 
made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Penn continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me serve. Thank you, Carolyn. I will now ask for Danny P. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Danny. Good morning, Amy. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Team Monday, for your service. This is Danny P. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, only by the grace and the mercy of God in Brazil. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contrib- contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you so much, Danny P. Okie dokie, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic 
and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic, but this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter working with others, the first paragraph, going through five sentences, ending in that he placed the welfare of other people ahead of his own. And I'm going to ask Susan S.H. to get us started. Go ahead, Susan. Grab the mic. Let's roll. Thank you, Amy. This is Susan S.H. in St. Mary's, Ohio. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and grateful to be here. Outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you are now endeavoring to be helpful to him. It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. Make it plain he is under no obligation to you, that you hope only that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes his own difficulties. Suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Um, yeah, I do recall that speech from my sponsor, and uh, I, I <laughs> did I fully believe that I was going to be able to pass this on to others? I don't think I did. Did I like or embrace the idea that I needed to place the welfare of other people ahead of my own? The truth is I didn't at the time. I just, I wanted I wanted help with my weight problem that I couldn't couldn't handle on my own, and uh, so yeah, I, I it's still important for me as a sponsor to you know get pass that on that that you're helping me every time we read together every time every time I can be helpful and work with you it's helping me it's helping keep me abstinent. Um, and I sincerely do hope for each person I work with to to uh, escape their own difficulties. But it really depends on them. I will give what I have. And um, thank goodness for that uh, principle that more is being revealed because, yeah, I had to take these things piecemeal and learn how much it helped me to help others because that that wasn't my nature and uh thank god it's becoming that and that's all i have to say and i will pass thank you so much susan sh for getting us started so we're going to take some names for those who'd like to share on what was read but a friendly reminder although we value your experience strength and hope if you've shared in the last uh three couple of days 
uh, namely Monday or, I'm sorry, namely Thursday or Friday, we ask that you step aside and give others a chance to share their experience, strength, and hope. So if you shared in the last two days, please step aside. Thank you so much. Um, so who would like to share on what was read? Adrian, so on what page? 94, first paragraph. I'm sorry, that was who? Adrian what? N. Adrian N. Okay. Anyone else? Roz D. Carolyn S. H. Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, or S. You can correct me. Anyone else? Letty G. Letty. Bonnie B. from Minnesota. Bonnie B. All right. We got ourselves a good group here. Adrian N., Roz D., Carolyn S.H., Ashley F., Letty G., and Bonnie B. Okay. Adrian, please go ahead. Thank you. This is Adrian N. in Florida. Um, I, I don't know, uh, you know, if I have trouble understanding directions or I just can't seem to follow directions, but it seems like this is the directions on how to sponsor, how to approach somebody and I don't know if I've ever done this exactly as the book says. It seems like um, maybe my ego gets in the way, uh, you know, or, or my own personality gets in the way. But it seems like I always want to help more than I should be wanting to help. And I think I chase people away because of that because I'm I'm working so hard at convincing them and this is not about convincing them they have to um I have to just tell them what happened to me how I recovered and if they want to do the same thing and you know Explain it says like outline the program of action and just leave it at that, like not go on and on and on. So, I think that you know, for me, I have to hold back some of my uh eagerness to, to get people on board or or to get people uh recovered. So, um 
I don't know if others feel the same way, but I feel like I I sometimes do too much and chase people away. So uh, I'll pass with that. Thank you so much, Adrian N. Okay, Roz D. Followed by Carolyn S. H. Good morning, Amy. It's G, like in good. Roz okay. G. Okay. Uh, good morning. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, which is the county of Los Angeles. And, um, you know, my recovery is uh, one day at a time. Um, and I, it is, the, the word vital there is, uh, you know, circled in my big book and in other place, places too. Because, you know, uh, you know, for me, the vital the vital part means that it is it's like life or death. You know, uh, you know, I used to be a paramedic back in the day, and the first thing we did, with, you know, with people in the streets was um, take their vital signs to see if they were alive. That's how important it is for me to be um, working with someone else. And every time I work with a sponsee, every time they are helping me more than I than I'm than I'm helping them. You know, I, I get ideas from them. I remember where I was from them. Uh, something in my life may be happening where, you know, I'm not sure how to deal with things. And then I start, you know, I ask, we always, I always have a minute of meditation before I work with sponsees so that, um, you know, I, I bring God into the conversation. And um, they... What comes out of my mouth is something that I need for myself. And so, true, I do not pressure people. Um, if they if they want to, you know, take the direction um, that I suggest, great. If they don't, that's fine, too. And um, I'm not sure if we read all the way down to where it says maybe you have disturbed him. But, you know, I don't, you know, in the beginning, I re- really didn't like the idea of, of disturbing people. But today, you know... Um, and I don't have a lot of emotional attachment to new sponsees. And so if I disturb them about something that they're doing and they choose to say, well, you know, I'm not ready to go in this deep, it really doesn't phase me that much. Um, and that, that, in fact, that happened recently. You know, this person wanted to work and I gave them the, 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 the things that we're going to be doing and I didn't hear from them, and so I texted and said, hey, are, you, are we working? And they said, well, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. And so, you know, that's okay. That is all to the good. <laughs> the more hopeless he feels, the better. And that goes the same with me, you know. Um, in this program, we have to be down and out and hopeless and, you know, on, coming in on our knees for at least, you know, coming in on our knees, coming in on my knees to be able to take a direction before I have to, I have to hit bottom before I'm going to go up. I hear the buzzers, so thank you. I pass. Thank you, Rosie from Palmdale, California. All right, Carolyn S. H. You're up, followed by Ashley F. Would you? I think it's F or S. Go ahead, Carolyn. Thank you. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everyone. Carolyn S. H. Uh, gratefully recovering uh, compulsive reader in Massachusetts. Um, and I wasn't planning on chiming in in this chapter at all because I'm not currently uh, recovered. I'm on my way. I'm in steps 
six and seven. Um, uh, and but um, one thing I'm uh, I'm realizing there are a few things I'm realizing about this chapter. So uh, in this paragraph, so outline the program of action. This is six pages in of working with others. Um, in my in my um, experience, in my my academic and life experience, I would jump right in and be like, "Hi, my name is Carolyn. Let me tell you how I recovered." Like this, you know, um, go right to the program of action. But that's not what we do. I mean, we've been studying this for a couple weeks now, and um, and there's there's a whole series of um, as we've seen. Uh, you know, get to know your prospects, um, if there's any indication, otherwise wait. Like there's, you know, if I'm skimming all these paragraphs before, there's like a story that has to happen. You have to go through, go on the path to um, creating a relationship, getting to know who you're talking to. Um, and there's even this bit about, um, that we read about, um, tell him exactly what happened to you in terms of spirituality if he seems, if the question comes up. And this is all before talking about what you actually did, you know, the actual steps in the program of action. And and that's fascinating to me. Um, and that's not what I've done in the past when I, there, were, there was about a year or so or more that I was recovered and I did have sponsees and, um, uh, and I really understand now that um, the ones who recovered recovered because of what they did, nothing that I did. And this whole understanding of um, this whole idea of he may be helping you more than you are helping him. I'm seeing it on a lot of different levels right now. Um, one way that I was helped a lot in the past by sponsees is being shown exactly where my recovery was and having a conversation with them. I get to see where my difficulties are where my understandings lie. Um, uh, and there's also times where if I want my recovery more than they want theirs, then they are helping me more than I'm helping them because they're, they're showing up for my recovery, um, if that makes any sense. And I think my time is up. Um, so with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, Carolyn S.H. from Massachusetts. Now we have Ashley F. Please go ahead, Ashley. Good morning, Ashley F. calling in from Kentucky. And um, I love this paragraph, and I, I love learning about this chapter in the way that I am on this meeting. And the thing that came to my mind is the memory of when I first called for help to someone in Overeaters Anonymous in 2006 was the first time. And I will never forget, for a decade, I had the same sponsor. And she would say, and from the beginning, she would say, Ashley, you're helping me more than I'm helping you. And I did not believe that. I, she would say, it helps me at least as much as it helps you. It helps me at least as much as it helps you. I didn't realize that that was in the book. <laughs> I had no clue that was in the book. But I had learned in my life that if I asked for help, one of two things was going to happen. I was going to be engulfed 
or I was going to be abandoned. And I felt like it would be held against me later. And she showed me in that decade that my vulnerability wasn't going to be dangerous and that um, it it was she wasn't going to tell me what to do. She wasn't going to tell me how to do it, but she was going to hold me lovingly and then say, here's what worked for me. Here's what worked for me. And um, she held hard boundaries sometimes, you know, don't call me drunk was one of her, you know, within the first year, like, oh, hey, the food's going great, but I'm calling you drunk. That didn't work for her, you know, <laughs> didn't actually work for me either, separate, but maybe not so separate. But um, I I learned, had learned emotional dependency, and I thought, if I asked you for help, then I owed you something, and she taught me that that wasn't true. Again, now I'm on Bambi legs in this program. It's been nine months since I was introduced to a vision. And um, I still am calling folks saying like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And every time the recovered folks that I call, you know, they say, even just last night, my sponsor, you know, I'm like, thank you for the time. And she's like, we recover together, you know, <laughs> like it helps me at least as much as it helps you. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. Um, and I know that. Is that time? Did I hear you say time? I think you did. No, no, no. Oh, no. I was just okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I think that when I have passed it on in that first decade when I was here, I absolutely did. And I understood it in a very experiential way when I was doing it. Like, oh, this, this helps me as much as it helps you. But I still struggle to believe it when it's coming the other direction. And I just keep waiting for somebody to judge me and dismiss me from this program. And it hasn't happened. Thank you. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. Thank you so much, Ashley F. from Kentucky. All right. Letty G. followed by Bonnie B. Letty, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. And this is Letty G., newly recovered in California. I really live in Nevada, but during the summer I have to escape the heat. So anyways, I'm in California. Um, I'm so grateful for the clear-cut directions in this book. For me, because I need direction. Um, I'm a slow learner. (laughs) But uh, I get to pass this on. Wow. How humbling is that Uh, for this food addict, uh, compulsive overeater that only lived on, you know, self, doing me. Um, That's all I really cared about before recovery. My recovery is so important and depends on passing it on. And what a privilege don't beat me. I've um, newly recovered, so I'm not there yet. I, I'm ready, but I haven't uh, had a call from anybody that's uh, interested in my program. Um, and I'm grateful to the the sponsor that uh, helped me get back on this journey. Uh, and with the ability, with with God's help, I believe that um, I will get the inspiration 
and the confidence that I need to um, pass it on. Um, I'm just full of gratitude and I'm humbled by everything that I hear in this program. And I, I'm kind of a quiet person, so I just sit back and, and listen and, and always praying that I can absorb and pass on the beautiful um, program that I was, that I've received. Anyways, I, I just thank you very much. I love this, this paragraph. It's, it's just in my, in my heart today and um, make it a plan. He is under no obligation to you. How freeing is that? That you hope only that he be, will be try to help other alcoholics. He he escapes his own difficulties. Wow, that's that happened for me. So I can pass that, this on. So thank you very much, and have a beautiful, beautiful day, everybody. And I'll be on this line. I pass. Thank you so much, Letty G from California. Uh, or Nevada, California. <laughs> Bonnie B, you are up. And before, um, Bonnie, before you share, let me just remind folks that we are in the chapter Working with Others. We are on the first paragraph going through five sentences ending in um, that he placed the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Okay, Bonnie, please go ahead and then we'll take some more names. Good morning, everyone. Um, Bonnie B. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered by the grace of God today. Thank you so much, everyone, for all the beautiful shares going into this. Um, What do I have to give away? Um, Everything I've been given. I look at this program on a daily basis when I sponsor people. My desire from day one, and I make it super clear, is that um, I want to put their hand into the hand of God. I don't want them to tether or to attach to anything other than God. Because if it's not God that does it, it's not going to be done. That being said, um, I want people to know that um, I genuinely care. And so so often I'll say, hey, friend, because I want them to always believe that that's the relationship we have is bigger than whether or not they comply or um, follow the instructions that that I share with them with regards to what I did to get recovered. Um, I really believe that people don't care how much I know until they know how much I care. And when I came into the program, I heard people say all the time, keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. And I am a full learner. And if I hadn't felt so much genuine love and care, I would not have kept coming back. But it's because I kept coming back that God in his gracious kindness removed the cataracts and removed the prejudices and revealed the bedevilments and little by little brought me to that place where I can say by the grace of God for the next 20 seconds, I'm recovered for today. The greatest gift I have is to be able to share with someone else all the chapters in my book with complete sincerity and honesty so that they can lean in. And maybe for the first time, like I did, realize they're not the only one that has done what they've done and that there is no shame in this program. Someone used the acronym should, um, the acronym for shame, which was should have already mastered everything. And I lean in real hard on this when I chat with people. 
If I could have done it, I would have done it. Page 31 is indicative of that. Here are some of the methods I've tried. I read my list. Most of us have tried the same things. It's never lack of desire or lack of willpower. It's lack of power. And so, um, you know, sharing my experience with someone allows me, hopefully, to have them lean in and, and have them come back. And I do think that's my time. So with that, I'll pass. And once again, thanks for letting me share and blessings to everyone. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Bonnie B. from Minnesota. All right. So again, although we value experience, strength, and hope, if you share it on either Thursday or Friday, we ask that you allow others to share. Who would like to share on what was read? Tiffany H. Nancy P. Nancy P. Tiffany H. Judith S. P. Nancy P. Judith. Kathy S. P. Kathy S. Who else? We have Tiffany H. Nancy P. Judith S. P. Kathy S. Anyone else? All right. Here we go. Tiffany H., please. I'm sorry, who's this? Fran V. Fran V. Okay, add you to the list. All right, go ahead. We've got Tiffany H. up, followed by Nancy P. Go ahead, Tiffany. Good morning, everybody. This is Tiffany H. from Georgia, recovering compulsive eater. Um, I really love this paragraph. This is actually exactly where I am. I feel like my higher power was speaking to me this morning. Um, I'm not currently sponsoring, but I'm certainly willing to. Um, but really what this makes me feel or just reminds me is that while my sponsor has been incredible at guiding me through the steps and sharing her experience, strength, and hope, Ultimately, I owe her nothing other than respect and honesty. Um, this is about, this program is about me building my relationship, my spiritual muscles um, with my higher power. And, you know, she, my, my sponsor keeps me accountable. But again, this is about Tiffany building a relationship with God because I have a hole in my soul that only God can fill. Um, and, Again, I'm not currently sponsoring, but I'm welcome. I welcome new sponsees, um, and I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tiffany H. from Georgia. All right, Nancy P. followed by Judith S. P. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So I'm endeavoring to help other people because my, my, Nancy P.'s very life depends on it. It's a program of retraction and not promotion, so I'm not at a tent revival, and there can be no foaming at the mouth and definitely no writhing on the floor speaking in tongues, even though it feels like that to me. I'm just so grateful for this life of joy and light, but no fire in the eye, Nancy P., like none of that, just calm, collected messaging. And the 12th step has three parts. First, spiritual awakening, and that allows me the honor and privilege of carrying the message and the chore of practicing the principles, which mostly means chore, meaning when I don't want to, I still have to behave. But this is part two. 
And, you know, I'd had a body that was the right size, and I always mistook that for having arrived and recovered. And when I needed to sponsor, I'd raise my hand to sponsor, and some poor schmo would say, okay, I'll take her. And, um, I, you know, I had nothing to deliver. I had nothing nothing to, to give. Um, and I was bored because all anybody ever talked about was their food and they'd moan and complain about their husbands or their jobs or whatever. And and then I'd just tell them what to do. It was horrible for them and for me. And, of course, those relationships never lasted. And, of course, I would always pick up. But when I actually recovered five and a half years ago, I was told I had to sponsor. And my reaction was, whoa, 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 whoa. I have a way better idea. And my sponsor said, what's that? And I said, I think we should do it again like a cycle. And she laughed in my face. And the next day, somebody called me up and told me that my sponsor had told them that I was available. And that's how I started sponsoring. But in the beginning, all I could do was read my notes that I had taken. But over these last years, the message has become my own, you know, my personal experience. And um, it was amazing. It has been amazing for me. And I, um, I care about my sponsees. I tell them I care if they recover, but I don't care what they eat because it doesn't affect me. It affects them. I try to make it clear that they're responsible. I'm, I'm their partner. My job is to bear witness, not to fix anything. And um, what, you know, what happened, just like Bill, as I then understood, you know, I, now I understand more and my spiritual recovery has grown. And this 12th step has knit the entire thing together back to step one. It allows me to begin the journey again or continue on the, the next loop. You know, if you're running laps for miles for, to, to eat up miles, you know, I'm on, I'm on my, not on my first loop anymore. And that itself this this seam, this knitted seam between 12 and 1 gets stronger and stronger and stronger every time I take on a new sponsee, every time I share my experience, strength, and hope, I learn more. And in the very, very, very end, I'll wrap up, I do it because I need to for me. But luckily, the way to do it is to help other people. It's amazing. I think that'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. from Massachusetts. All right. Judith S.P., please go ahead. Go ahead. Hi, excuse me, sorry. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland, and thank you, Amy, and everyone for being here. Most importantly, thank you, God, for bringing me to this day. Um, These lines are divinely put in my heart today. Um, Firstly, action. Outline the program of action. Without action, it doesn't matter what I think cognitively or what someone tries to teach me, it's not going to work. Because until the experience comes into my heart and soul and I take the steering wheel and move forward through the guidance of somebody else, I'm going to stay stuck in the food, miserable, feeling helpless and hopeless. So action is what this whole instruction is about. Um, The only way I'm able to make a self-appraisal is by having had a witness who could help me because they 
have made a self-appraisal. And experience is the best teacher. I've done a little bit of reading recently on some of our forefathers. And Bill W. um, got his spiritual awakening from a friend of his who just came to share what life was about for him in sobriety. And through that connection, there was something in Bill that got lit up and realized this is different. And when Bill shared his experiences with Dr. Bob, who had tried so many different ways to become sober, it was through Bill sharing his experience, strength, and hope with no motivation other than to keep his own sobriety. And that was the connection between those two. And when they went to the third person, they said, we're here to help you because we've been through what you're going through. But if you don't want our help, we need to protect and keep our sobriety. So we need to find somebody who we can help so we can help ourselves. It's that same adage that we've heard of putting on my oxygen mask first. If I don't put it on, I'm dead to the next person that I want to help. And I will end with just saying the incredible support and caring that I'll finish up that I receive from my sponsors is the incredible motivator for me to keep going forward, whether it works or not, to sponsor and help others as I was helped. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Judith from Maryland. Hello, Marylander. All righty, Kathy S. followed by Fran Z. And then we're gonna take some more names. Just a friendly reminder, we are on page 94, first paragraph going through five sentences, ending in that he placed his welfare of other people ahead of his own. Okay, go ahead, Kathy S. Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy S., recovered compulsive overeater in Georgia. And, um, yeah, I, too, love these first um, first few lines and honing in on that, how important it is that he placed the welfare of other people ahead of his own. I know for me, when I came into program, especially as a newcomer when I was so defeated this most recent time. I mean, I was living in those bedevilments. I was very lonely. Um, I felt so useless, unlovable, frustrated, and hopeless. But as a newcomer, what this is telling me is I play a vital role in someone else's recovery. So right then and there, we are told that as a newcomer, you're useful. And Right then and there, too, there is a sense of responsibility. My sponsor didn't get paid for this, but she set aside 30 minutes of her time every day at a specific time for me. And so it's my role to show up, you know, and take this commitment seriously because it's not just my recovery at stake. It's hers, too. And it's not about people pleasing. And like it says, we're not under obligation as a newcomer, but we, it's the beginning of taking responsibility. It's the beginning of respecting others and considering other people's time. 
And so that means taking the suggestions, practicing honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness at every turn. You know, and this even extends, the other thing that comes, it even extends beyond the sponsor-sponsee role um, and relationship. I mean, this includes outreach calls. We, it serves the recipient to make an outreach call, let them know, hey, I was thinking about you, or to ask a question. It makes the other person feel kind of important or that their experience is useful, good or bad experience, you know? And same with 10th steps. We help others when we give away 10th steps or when we do 10th steps versus calling someone and just venting and dumping on them, right? And um, and, re- and that goes the same with the receiving end, you know, pick up the phone and answer the call, take the 10th steps and, and, um, and returning calls, things like that. This this just it really it's it's how this the nature of this whole program works and it's i love to have someone else you know we just need to outline the program someone else mentioned the simplicity of it this really doesn't have to be complicated but we do need to see that we have an effect on other people for we know we have an effect or we learn we have a negative effect on the family but we can have a positive effect too and it's so important to take that role seriously. And um, I just appreciate that reminder. So thanks for letting me share. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Kathy S. from Georgia. Okay, Fran Z, you're up. Please go ahead. Hi, Fran Z, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Florida. Um, also, formerly uh, New Jersey. Um, yeah, this paragraph reminds me that, um, it, it reminds me of what Dr. Bob said. He gave four reasons um, why we need to give this program away um, if, if we want to stay in recovery. Um, and also, it reminds me of what Dr. Silkworth said, that for the emotional appeal seldom suffices. My sponsor carried depth and weight. And... I want to be able to um, carry depth and weight for my sponsees because no one understands a compulsive eater like another compulsive eater. It's like they're going to lose interest, it, it says. Um, you know, these, this message will hold their interest because we've, we've, we're here because we've tried everything else. We had a lot of well-meeting friends and family members that just didn't understand the nature of this illness, even doctors. So um, nobody's going to be able to help me but another recovered compulsive eater. And as long as I follow the directions precisely in the book and that my sponsor gives me, there's promises that are going to come true. So it's work. But as a compulsive eater, um, I can tend to overthink or complicate, and that's not what this book is meant to be. It's to follow these directions. They're simple, unless I let that illness and ego go to work. And um, I'll be promised recovery, and I'll be able to help other people recover because of um, my experiences with compulsive eating. And, um, and my experience will also go into how I need a higher power to do this. And that um, all those other things, they don't work for me. I can do them aside from the program, but not instead of the program. 
And with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Franzi from Florida. Okay. We have time for, I guess, probably two share. Maybe three. Sarit L. Sarit L. Shelly B. from Minnesota. My Shelly B. Okay. I think we're going to just leave it there and see what we have time left. All right. Sarit L, please go ahead, followed by Shelly B. Hi, it's Sarit L. Good morning, everybody. Um, from Montreal. Have my baby on my lap, but I'm going to try to make it quick because I just want to share about the program. It's such a we program, and I'm so grateful for all these sponsors for the past. I'm 34. I've been here since I'm 18. Um, all those sponsors that have walked before me and helped me and the people have taken my calls um, and helped me on this journey towards recovery. Every day, day in, day out, I do the same thing I did the day before. And every single phone call, I've been offered graciousness. And someone on the line shared about, um, you know, waiting to be dismissed. And I laughed because I always thought like, okay, I'm, I'm overstepping. You know, I'm, I'm taking too long on the phone or I'm bothering somebody and I shouldn't try a person more than once. And you know, so many uh, prejudices that I have with regard to like bothering people and I don't want to be a bother. And, and this program is, is really teaching me how to truly love and care for another in, an, in, in, a, in a way that I'm not dependent on someone else. And for me and for, for another, you know, in, in me being helpful to another person and in me getting help from another person. I don't want to give help to someone else naturally on my own. It doesn't. It doesn't come naturally for me. I. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't like when other people are a pastor and nerdy, and it just it triggers something deep inside of me from my past. And what I'm learning is that I've been extended graciousness by so many others, and that's because of God. Right? God is there giving me love and grace through other people. He's presenting and putting those people in my life. And can I do that for other people today? Um, and God gives me those opportunities with people knocking at my door, people calling me on the phone, you know, more than once. And, um, and I'm put in a position where I need to extend, I'm asked to extend love with grace and um, show them that I care. And so God is really changing me in these rooms. I'm so grateful for the people in front of me who have shown me that I can be loved, even when I'm eating. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Sirith, uh, from um, Montreal. All right, Shelly B., you're up. Shelly B., press star one. Shelly B., from Minnesota, been listening to all the people share, trying to pick out things that relate to me. I am in a building with seniors and people with disabilities, mental health policy. People don't like some of them because of their symptoms. I'm trying to be there for them. I During the pandemic, I, I think I grew thinking of others more and 
filling my mind with them, my one person having a fellowship group, well, not going over really big, but people, I have more one-on-ones. Growing up, I had a one-on-ones because of my schizophrenia. I try not to talk about that too much. Um, there's a person that has this disability, but it's a different one, mental, and she is really, uh, well, bad off in some ways. In some ways, she's really much better than me, um, spiritual, because she's such a good listener and kind, and I have in the past with other friends pushed, pushed a little bit for them, but coming right out, being blunt about going to OA, or, um, and now I I pass that stage, I'm listening to them, telling them I love them sincerely, and being there to prove it, being there to prove things, I don't know what that would prove, but uh, I, I didn't talk growing up, so that I still have problems with words, but um, yes, this program helps me. These people seem highly intellectual. I don't know if that's the right word either, but with their program, sincere, and I am doing sincere things for myself. I hope that doesn't sound too me, 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 but I like this program without a pass. Thank you, Shelly B. Uh, we have time for a two-minute share. Who would like to share on what was read? It's about two minutes. I don't want Any takers? Okay. Well, now it's about uh, Amy, it's, there's no one. Yeah. I'll take it. It's Carmilla G. I'll be whatever I am. A minute, two All right. minutes. All right. A minute, 20. Good. Carmilla G. Gratefully recovered in New York. And... Um, soon to celebrate 10 years of this magnificent journey. And um, how do I do it? From the very, very beginning of the book, it says we must do two things, get out of self and love God. And the way I do that every single day is getting out of self and be that sponsoring or see it doing it for someone in my neighborhood, one of my elderly, and I'm elderly, um, neighbors or my family, as well as in program. And it's called Living the Program. And with that, I will pass. Enjoy your day, everyone, and be grateful. Thank you, Carmela G. from New York. And uh, grateful to thank you for taking this out. Okay. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. 
seen Monday for your service, and please join us for a continued unrecorded second hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Monday, July 17, 2023, is 20,446. That's 20446. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Kathy F. please read a vision for you? Yes, I will. Thanks. This is Kathy S. Recovered in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.